This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to Orlando area or Disney Resort free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. Book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com and Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. If you can't visit the parks, have the parks sent to you. And by MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit MousePros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Wahidi Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. I'm Scott. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip or a citrus roll, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 191 for June 18th, 2019. Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Tiki Hut with, uh, well, all of us, uh, friends of the feathered, as uh, Harry Doyle would say, and... uh, and uh, um, well, Sean is out getting um, feathered. <laughs> completing his uh, his gym tan and laundry uh, <laughs> regimen for the evening. It's uh, t-shirt time. T-shirt time. Yeah, yeah, t-shirt time. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, um, you guys are stuck with me, Scott, and Matt. And unfortunate it is. <laughs> All right, before uh, we get into the heart of the episode, I just wanted uh, to ask and see what your take on um, the influx of food trucks at Disney World is. Of course, we've had them at Disney Springs for quite some time, and now they just opened one up at Fort Wilderness. Well, as of the recording of this show, because I'm not quite sure when this episode will air, but I just wanted... uh, to get um, your guys' opinions, thoughts on influx of food trucks. That rhymed. That was pretty good. Oh, it didn't know it. <laughs> the, uh, the food truck at uh, Fort Wilderness was needed uh, outside of Crockett's Tavern, which is kind of a walk-up bar, and Hoop-dee-doo, and Trails End which is a sit-down, both of them are sit-down, there really isn't anything to kind of grab something quick and on the run unless you go into one of the trading posts. So that that part of it was, was needed. Um, I guess it's kind of cost-effective to where, you know, if it didn't work out, all I've got to do is, you know, pack everything up and drive off. So, right. um, and I think... I'm not sure what the way I saw way, the way it looked to me because um, I think it was on Disney Food Blog. They had pictures and stuff. And by the way, the retro stickers they had on there was really awesome. But it kind of to to me, I don't know so much if it's an act of 
like a working vehicle. It looked to me like it was kind of a. It's obviously a food truck, but I'm, I'm wondering if it was more set up permanent and kind of mocked up to look like a, an actual food truck. I think it actually um, it took on kind of an RV-ish like a look to it. I do agree that it is kind of needed there. The ones at Springs, I think, was more of a bridge to to have some more options during the construction phases. Right. I know that they put them kind of on the one side now uh, that's uh, kind of away from the restaurants and uh, standing spots there. But any thoughts uh, on this, uh, Mr. Local? I've not, I don't think I've ever eaten at a food truck at Disney, let alone outside of Disney. The issue I've, I've always had with food trucks is I think they're overpriced. Um, like you said, Fort Wilderness, it's almost a, a, a necessity just because there isn't anything else quick for them. I think they could have done more as far as the options for it. I think some of the items looked good on it, but I think it's still limited, which obviously a food truck has to be limited of what they can offer to start with. I think, you know, Disney did a good job of theming, like you said, the retro stickers on it, making it look like a, an old Winnebago or whatever it was. You know, I've got to give it to them for even the ones at Disney Springs. They, they look really cool, and they did a good job with that. I've just personally never been a, a, a big food truck person myself. Well, I love food trucks. I love anything else with food in the title especially <laughs> one that can i mean i think that nowadays a lot of, of chefs especially um in your um like the bigger cities they have a lot more freedom in a food truck than they would um in a restaurant it's cheaper it's less overhead they do crank out some excellent food at the trucks i know for a few that you know i have eaten at it's been executive chefs who they did get, get tired of working at a restaurant, so they opened up a food truck. So it's not just your like a late night taco fix anymore. It's it's like a restaurant. And there's why uh, Scott doesn't like it because they have more than chicken fingers and burgers. <laughs> No, and I don't know that I have anything against them. Like I said, I just I think they're overpriced for what they are. Of course, you put overpriced food truck at Disney, and now it's ten times as overpriced. And I even had a chef working for me that um, left to grow his his own business and, and created a food truck as well uh, while he was building his own restaurant out. So, you know, I, I see we, exactly what you're saying, Keith, and it's something that a lot of chefs are moving to just for their own freedom. And the fact that it's mobile definitely helps them out. Yeah, have, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, have the ones at Disney Springs, because at first when they – rolled them out it was you know a big to do and they had them advertising it has it kind of diminished i guess is the right word now that they've got regular restaurants and everything open there yeah i mean the reason they brought them there was while the springs itself was being built and there were so limited items um as far as restaurants that were open now it's almost just you know it's just another food location but there's really nothing ever said about them and they're really not doing a whole lot to really market it now either makes sense um, I think that they, at some point, I think that they will start to phase them out and maybe take and move them to the other, you know, resorts or somewhere else on property to, to where it's more um, kind of needed and beneficial. So, all right. Uh, well, uh, we are going to uh, to take a quick little break. So enjoy this and uh, we will be back soon. 
Hey guys, I'm here outside Gasparilla Grill at the Grand Floridian. I've got our very own Las Vegas's Christina Rummery, also known as Raising Las Vegas. Raising Las Vegas, right? Raising Las Vegas. Raising Las Vegas. And we are going to do a perch talk. So, Christina, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, two minutes. Go. Your favorite Disney World theme park? That's actually going on your car. Epcot. Favorite land in Magic Kingdom? Fantasyland? Favorite souvenir? What's our favorite souvenir? I think it's um, flowers. Flowers. Our favorite souvenir is flowers. Favorite quick service restaurant? Uh, it, that would be... Can it be at Disneyland? Sure. Yeah? Okay. That would be um, the Bengal Barbecue. Nice. Favorite table service? Favorite table service. I know you were nervous. I did No Bad Lounge yesterday. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I'll take that. That's a good one. Favorite on site hotel? Uh, we like the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Nice. Yeah. The actual cabins. Matt will live on that one. <laughs> Favorite show? Favorite just show in general? Yep, like stage show. Oh, stage show. What's our favorite stage show? What's our favorite stage show? Festival of Lion King? Um, maybe the Mickey one. The Mickey one. <laughs> Mickey one, I like it. Favorite parade? Favorite parade. I love the Animal Kingdom one. The one that they used to have. They Jam got rid jungle. of it. Yeah, I love that one when they first opened. It was wonderful. Favorite fireworks? Epcot. Favorite Epcot Pavilion? I, I think it's the color ones. I used to like Norway, but I haven't seen the changes to it yet, so... You'll still like it. Maybe Norway, maybe Mexico. Favorite time of year to attend Walt Disney World? Favorite time of year? Oh, Christmas, of course. Monorail or ferry boat? Ferry boat. Ten seconds. Uh, Dolip or Citrus Swirl? Dolip. Favorite thrill ride? Thunder Mountain. Favorite Main Street shop? Uh, the Crystal Place in Disneyland. Nice. I think that puts us right at two minutes. Thank All right. you. <laughs> Thanks for helping out, too. Say so you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, uh, we are back for this episode. Uh, we are um, are doing another um, <laughs> kind of a take on a trip planning episode. Um, but instead of telling you everything that you should do uh, while you're going on a trip plan, uh, we are g- going to discuss a few of our don'ts. These are things that um, either we have done and have kind of figured out that you shouldn't or uh it's things that we have screwed up our own trips with so um <laughs> so uh, to help you guys out so that you don't uh, have to make the same uh mistakes as us and we are um going to uh give you um our uh our trip planning don'ts so um who wants to start off uh, i was wanting to say real quick that i thought this was perfect for us because you know, what else do we know better than how to screw stuff up? So, I mean, just take <laughs> exactly. it from the experts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this was uh, this was a fastball, like, right at the heart of the plate <laughs> for all of us. So, yeah, so we took one for I the guess team I'll, on everyone. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll jump in with the first one I could think of, because this just actually recently happened to us. Uh, you know, we all are trying to get together for a... Tiki Talk Mill. 
have everybody together and we got to thinking and there we figured we had about 16 people total with families and everything and we decided that you know we would pick the the least crowded restaurant and shoot for ohana <laughs> and everybody had already forgot it was past the the magic day to start booking and so we're scrambling to find an, an adr luckily we found one but the biggest thing i can tell you is pay attention to your dates find a an app or something to count down your days so that you know on your days for your adrs and your day for your fast passes you can go ahead and jump in and get them set and hopefully get what you want and not have to do like we did and keep scrambling and searching the internet day after day until you find what you're looking for yeah, um, I do remember that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I think at the first, when we checked, the only time that they had was like 9.30 at night. You know, me without the kids, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I found one. <laughs> and I said, well, it's at 9.30 and everybody you know, with the <laughs> with the children were like, no. <laughs> Like, that's not going to work. Yeah, so, our kids will sleep on the table. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, that's an that's an excellent tip. I mean, as well, like, as the fast passes at 60 days, so if you're staying on property anymore, if you're not right on your phone or uh, a desktop or something, it just adds to the stress because you do have to change plans around quite a bit. I think the funniest thing about it is, you know, I, I kept checking. I'd get to work, and the first thing I'd do is pull up the Disney website, and I'd keep looking, and it never failed. It would rotate days, but Ohana would pop up all three days I was looking for, but it'd always be, a, like you said, like 9.30 or 9.50, yep. so I'd see it, and I'd get excited, and then it'd be like 9 o'clock at night, and I'm like, <laughs> thanks. thanks. Thanks for rubbing my face. If only one of us was a Disney travel agent that would know our dates of when I get them booked. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get on that. <laughs> well, it, it's not the date that was <laughs> the problem. It's just that it's we didn't hard to find have the <laughs> idea until then. Yeah, and we're like, "Hey, is there a, a booth for 16 available?" <laughs> Small party, unpopular restaurant. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll get stuck at the ESPN zone or something. We'll just pull stools up and sit in front of the uh, the cooktop there. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Scott, you're up. One of mine, and I've been guilty of doing this many times and it's harder now especially with the my disney experience and having to book your dining experiences and your fast passes so far out to ensure you get what you want but i've learned and this is probably more personal preference as opposed to what most people would do but don't plan your every minute of every day and expect it to go as you've planned it because things are going to change and you're going to have to adapt to those changes within it whether it's the weather has changed or someone is having a meltdown, um, whatever the case may be. So don't have a, a set plan in place and, and think that you're going to have to stick to that the whole trip. So how often does your wife have to change plans because you're having meltdowns? It's nonstop <laughs> meltdowns with me. <laughs> nonstop. Don't you tell me there's no chicken fingers back there. I know there is. They better have a fish that smiles back at me. <laughs> don't make me come back there. <laughs> But no, that is a very true statement. And I mean, I know me, I tend to over plan everything. And so I have had to kind of learn to just to, you have a guide, but that you always know that that guide will change and kind of will steer you off of what you planned on initially. So yeah, that's a big one. 
Yeah, I've looked at the touring plans, and there's been a couple times I've gone through and set them all up. And as I'm setting them up, I'm real. I know there is no way we will ever stick to that. <laughs> so I don't know how people. I guess they don't have small kids, or or, or maybe they're just that that ingrained in everything. But I, I just don't understand how people can have everything planned out. Like you know, eight fifteen. It's a bathroom break time. Eight thirty. <laughs> we got to be over here. I mean, I, I just I don't I don't get how they do that and still kind of you know enjoy the, the trip and everything but yeah and that kind of like it leads in into mine is i had you don't want to put attraction blinders on as i call it <laughs> stand in line for three hours <laughs> well no but but like people they get so like focused and they want from one attraction to attraction gotcha. <laughs> attraction if they don't like take time to take the scenery in or to enjoy the entertainers on main street streets of hollywood and stuff like that that you are so just attraction focused that you miss the other things that that they make the uh the parks as great as they are especially like a world showcase those countries have such like small just um touches and details and stuff that that you miss if you're just uh, running from a beer stand to beer stand. What's wrong with that? Well, Except because... For the, you start running out of really good beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of planning, you know, comes down to paying attention to your, your actual family, the ones you're around the most, and not trying to, one, do stuff that they're not going to enjoy, or just not paying attention to their needs. If you've got small kids and you're trying to cram as much as you can into one trip, it's probably not going to, one, it's not going to go very well or not end very well, I guess you'd say. So just paying attention to who's traveling with you. Um, Like, for instance, when I've gone with just my wife and I, I know that she's she likes roller coasters, but she's not as much of a thrill junkie as I am. So you kind of have to mix those in with, you know, walking through World Showcase or or something else. So just paying attention to who you're with and trying to, I guess, long story short, understanding that the trip's not just for you. Mm -hmm. Also, too, I mean, it's important when you do, you get to the planning stages of a trip that you get the other people involved. Like, ask your kids which attractions that they want to do or take, like, each person and, like, have them plan a day of your trip so that everybody gets involved, uh, which also, like, it builds the excitement up. It does get everybody invested, and it's not just, oh, we have to do this um, because it's what Dad wants to do, and he planned it all. So it's good to get, you know, the entire family involved in the planning process yeah i, I kind of did that with my oldest I, I wanted him to really enjoy spaceship earth because i love spaceship earth and it didn't dawn on me that he, he was three years old in the first like five minutes we were in total darkness so uh yeah it didn't didn't, didn't really really work too well so i didn't <laughs> didn't plan the best on that one he didn't have much faith in dad when i was trying to talk him on the other attractions after that either it's like, is this one dark? Well, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not inside at all. It's plenty of light. You'll be fine. Yeah. I think another one that I don't do, but I see a ton of people do, is don't forget comfortable shoes. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how many times I see people in like like four inch heels and uh, <laughs> like flip flops with the sole that's like a eighth of an inch thick. I just I don't understand how that you can do a full day at Disney World with with shoes that are not cushioned well. It's a lightweight shoe, one that deals well with getting wet and drying fast. That's a big one for me, especially being, you know, a bigger guy who it's a lot of shock on those knees and heels and feet and everything else. So, um, yeah, just always bring comfortable shoes. And not just comfortable shoes, but shoes that have been broken in. Because there's nothing yeah. like buying a brand new pair of shoes that you think is super comfortable and then give you the worst blisters. <laughs> yep. Well, if you guys had legs like these, you would understand why I wear my 9-inch heels around the park, okay? <laughs> wow. Just saying. <laughs> Please. I just want a picture for the show notes. If you could just, you know, get that and send it over. As long as you take me to the hospital after I break my ankles. <laughs> totally worth it. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pay the copay. I, I don't even care. I just want to see that. <laughs> All right, I think another for me, and I see it happen to people so many times, is especially when it's kids and they've been saving up their allowance for so long and they've been waiting for the trip for months, if not years, and they get to the parks and... Of course, every attraction ends in a gift shop, and every entrance to a theme park is a gift shop. And they want to go and buy everything the first day. Don't do it. Wait until you've been there for your entire trip. Pick out what you want, and then wait till the end and know exactly what you truly want as opposed to something that just you see first thing, and that's what you have to get. Not only that, but you don't have to listen to that annoying laser gun the whole trip. (laughs) The bubble wand. Yeah. What's nice now is with the um, the Shop Parks app, it's really easy. You can like take pictures on your phone of things that you want, and then in your last like day or so, choose the stuff that you really want and go back and find them. Also, too, as long as you have the U number, even once you're home, you can call the merchandise number, order stuff, and they'll ship it right to you, which is especially nice if it's a like a bulky item that will take up a bunch of space in a bag or in your car, and that you don't have to pay the, uh, the high price of shipping it from the park, which I think is higher than if you just order it. I could be wrong on that, but... Uh, it seems like they charge a heck of a lot to ship it well see I was going to say I actually bought something for a friend during I think it was the art festival at Epcot Um, that was a a festival only merchandise and you couldn't get it on the app or anything else and I bought it there with every intention of having to ship it from the post office and they asked if I wanted to ship it home from there which you know I didn't say where it was going but they shipped it and I didn't have to pay any shipping cost for it really? Mm mm-mm they just had me fill out the, the mail slip, whatever, and they shipped it off. And I think it even went like a priority or something, but there was no additional charge for shipping on it. So maybe they just forgot to do it, but I don't know. It sounds like they forgot, because I know um, I shipped something for Sean for uh, one of his kids, and uh, and they charged quite a bit for shipping on that, and it was a stocking. So, I mean, it wasn't oh, even wow. like a big thing. So that's 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 rare. Did you mention Sean's name at all while you were doing that? <laughs> no, I did not. No, he, oh, he's I was not. I was going to say, that's, that's probably why they charged you. 
on a list or something somewhere. No, he's, <laughs> but, uh, so I think another one of mine, which um, which it happened on uh, this last trip of mine. Do not forget to pack enough sunscreen, enough <laughs> aloe spray or gel. Uh, we had took our big family down, and as my brother forgot to bring sunscreen, so I was just was letting him borrow mine. I took and ran out a whole lot faster. And um, since I walked down at the resort store to pick up a can, and if I remember right, I think it was like like twelve dollars for like a can of sunscreen. Like it was ridiculous. So either ensure that your entire party has enough of their own, or bring enough for everybody so that you're not uh having um to get stuck and paying resort prices for that stuff yeah that was actually something i had uh was you know not just sunscreen but you, your toiletries the you know you always you're gonna get the random shower that's gonna pop up so something you know whether it's a, a poncho or a rain jacket or something make sure you get that before you get down there or take transportation to get just off property and buy it as opposed right. to paying Disney prices. Because like you said, you know, we went, uh, I think it was the first time we took my oldest son and we were walking into studios and it dawned on us that we completely, we either didn't have the sunscreen or we had left it back at our room. Either way, we didn't have it. And we were forced to buy some as we were walking in the park and, I don't think we've ever had sticker shock like that. You know, <laughs> buying yeah. a box, and it was to the point where we were like, should we just return it after go we get back. done? Yeah. <laughs> so go back yeah. to the room is probably better than. <laughs> so anything like that. I mean, toiletries. Where if you can go like to the dollar store, or I know Walmart even has where you can go and buy like travel size. Right. You you know, buy stuff like that for you know a buck or something, and you're going to save <laughs> more money. Than you know, having to buy one one property once you get to Disney. Yeah, um, dollar store ponchos will will save your life if you don't have to pay the fourteen dollars for the Disney Parks one. That's the kid um, size too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, just just the, the small things like that that can it's not like to ruin a trip, but it certainly will uh, like frustrate you. I will say that the the first five minutes or whatever it was when we were inside Hollywood Studios after dropping, you know, a small savings on a can of sunscreen, <laughs> it, it kind of diminished the first five minutes I was in the park. I was I was not uh, focused on anything else other than how much money I just spent on that sunscreen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot for sunscreen. I mean, and they know that you're stuck without it, so yep. I'll take a jacket up as high as I can. So here's my question, Scott. You go into the parks, you forget you didn't break sunscreen. Do you leave the park and go home and get it, or do you buy it there? No, I'm not buying it there. So you would actually leave and go, I mean, granted, you could probably spit it from the parks and hit your house. but <laughs> Or I just don't use it. Oh, that's right, you're in there for one ride anyway. So. <laughs> if that. <laughs> it's Ellen's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, not that, but I mean, if you start to see that you're burning or something, you can just leave and go home. Right. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's like you're stuck late. there. All day. That's true. <laughs> well, hey, I look a little pink. Oh, uh, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that pink is gonna turn to going to a dark down. red in a minute. I'm Scottish and German, so it goes from pink to red to I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's pretty much how it goes. 
I think another one I have too is don't ignore the resorts. I know that you are there for the parks and, you know, that you're there for the rides and the shows and everything, but the resorts can also be like a mini park, basically. Each of the the higher end resorts have activities, tours, and the shopping and theming that you can do a day's worth of, like, flooring. If you throw in springs in there, too, it saves you a day's worth of a park admission. You can still take and utilize the transportation. It does kind of give you a break, so to speak, from the crowds and the jam-packed lines and stuff. And the food, it's at the resorts, even the, the counter service, the restaurants are just wonderful. So I take advantage of that. I take a slow day in your trip. If you're there for long enough, obviously, but it's a nice way to, to break up your trip a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I, there's times that I actually look forward to the no park day where you can just kind of you know kick your heels up and decompress and you know spend it by the pool or go check out another resort or whatever. So yeah, it's, that's definitely something that you know I understand. Disney's expensive, and you want to do as much as you can and get your money out of it, but it's worth it to take the time just to kind of sit back and relax a little bit and enjoy either the resort you're staying at or, you know, pick one that you haven't been to and go check it out. Biggest thing I always have and I tell people is don't forget to relax. And I think we've kind of hit it with several different things. Amen, brother, because this is a, a vacation after all. Yeah, enjoy it. I say after I say all that, coming in November, it's going to be my shortest trip in the longest time. So I'm probably be trying to cram as much as I possibly can <laughs> into it. So yeah, we're like, hey Matt, um, there goes Matt. He's gone. He's just, <laughs> it's just a streak just going across your your sight uh, your sight line there. He's just gone. But well, if anybody has some tips and uh, and don'ts for us. Um, Go ahead and shoot them over to us on social media, and because uh, as always, we um, enjoy to hear uh, all of your responses too. So, us um, with that said, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. So, it's all yours, Matt. That's going to do it for this week. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney Resort. For more information, please visit KingdomStrollers.com. Check out Mickey Monthly to have Magic from the Parks delivered straight to your door. Visit MickeyMonthly.com for more information. Please head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can get customized Magic Band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. You can use the code EnchantedTikiTalk20 to save 20% off your custom order at MyFantasyBands.com. Be sure to let us know what you thought about the show. Head over to EnchantedTikiTalk.com or Facebook.com slash EnchantedTikiTalk to leave a comment about the show. You may email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. It's 256-469-8454. Check out our store at redbubble.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me, Sean, the situation <laughs> at Sean at mousepros.com and at one minute GTL Disney Dream on Twitter because, you know, I like to tweet and stuff. So uh, hook me up on there, yo. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dole Whip Daily. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Campbell or on Instagram at Scotty Boy. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at MHolly579. With all that being said, since Sean and Keith sound so familiar tonight, Alan, it's all you, buddy. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and Matt, I'm Alan. 
And this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. I'm pulling up my whoa. Leave it there. Script. Pulling up my script for the to finish. To the big finish. It's three hour finale. Takes like three breaths. So yeah, I would say it's pretty grand finale. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And Mickey Monthly, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando. Or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.